Hey, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. My name is Patrick. I am your host, along with my co-host, Cammy. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter account for the show is LO underscore Longhorns. You can follow me at Pat Sports Guy. You can follow Cammy at Cammy and G. A little bit different show today. A lot different. But Cammy first, I want to get into Fun Fact Friday. And guys, oh, gosh. Let just, guys, let me just tell you, Cammy Ann is a ditz. All right. <laughs> This girl will be on the phone with me, having a conversation, what we're actively talking about. And I guess it's an attempt to send a text to somebody else about something we're talking about, and she sends it to me to the point where I'm like, Kim, what are you doing? We're, we're talking. You don't need to send me that text. I know, and it's happened twice within, yeah, two days in a row, back-to-back days. And I think this probably happens to a lot of people. So you know when you're talking to someone and you're thinking about that as you're typing and so it accidentally goes to them or you type even a different word than what you're talking about. But anyways, I've been on the phone with Patrick twice the past few days and I meant to go text someone something. Um, For example, one of the times I was just saying I was uh, finishing up with the podcast and things like that, and I sent it to Patrick, and he was like, why did you just send this to me? And I was like, oh, my God, there's been way too much going on the past week. So, um, yeah, I guess I can be a ditz in that sense. Uh, You're living up to that blonde hair you got, girl. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I wouldn't trade it for the world. No, it's it's all fun. But, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because it reminds me of something that I do. Sometimes where I'll be scrolling social media and I'll see something and I'm like, oh, I need to share this. Oh, never mind. They're the ones who put that on there. (laughs) Never mind. Oh, that reminds me. I still need to go dig up some of your uh, bad take tweets so we can talk about next Friday. Uh, I got plenty of bad ones. Let me let me try and think of a bad one off the top of my head here. Uh, I think ketchup is trash. How about that one? Well, I wouldn't um, put up too big of an argument with that one because I actually don't use ketchup too much. I'm a huge ranch girl, and I also love queso. I always tell people I could put queso or ranch on anything. I could dip anything into those, so those are my two go-tos. I'm going to tell you about something that I recently found that I absolutely love, and that is I'm glad somebody put put me onto this, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. I Ooh, love it. Oh, yeah, and it's- they're actually about to start putting that in stores, so I'm pretty excited. Put it in bottles. Heck yeah, I'm gonna put that on. Every- yeah, because n- normally I'm a Whataburger guy. People know this, and I have a go-to. I get my I get my patty melt. I get my fries with gravy. That's my go-to. Oh yeah, that sounds. And then I, and then I switch it up. Sometimes it's Dr Pepper. Sometimes sometimes it's the sweet tea. You know, I, I can't play with it. I don't. You know, I try not to do the same thing every time. But as far as the burger goes and the fries and gravy, and if I want to mix it up, I'll do a sweetened spicy bacon burger that's really good too but we're not here to talk about what we like to eat but i just want to throw some fun fact friday out there so news has been coming fast and furiously with the ncaa cancellations so this you know yesterday morning cammy and i were getting ready to partake in the texas tech texas big 12 basketball game and we were hearing cancellations of the Big Ten and possibly the SEC and the Pac-12. You know, but they were still on the floor. And then prior, about 30 minutes prior to tip-off, they pull them off the floor, and then we find out the Big 12 has canceled the tournament. And shortly thereafter, or after they got pulled off the floor, then we find out they, they've canceled the tournament. And then we find out, Baseball, the baseball game this week or series this weekend with New Mexico's being canceled. And then it 
it kind of like spirals into all spring sports for the academic year of 2019 to 2020 has been canceled. So my first question for you, Cami, is this an overreaction? Are we uh, going too far? Um, I'd be the first to tell you that I was one of the people who thought um, the media was kind of blowing this out of proportion. And I mean, in terms of people rushing to the stores over the past week, buying all the toilet paper, whatever's going on right now. But um, even just listening to you mention the cancellations, it kind of felt like it came in a step-by-step process. Like you mentioned, it was the Big 12 tournament, then it was the NCAA tournament, then it was just this weekend series for baseball, then it was their whole season, So, it, and then it was the College World Series. So it kind of just right. progressed. And I think it's such a fluid situation, and honestly, that's kind of what is likely giving everyone a bit of anxiety about it. I know it does to me, just because each day I feel like more and more news comes out, either regarding the virus itself and the number of cases or what type of events are being canceled or what type of businesses are being closed. And I'm always um, a fan of the better safe than sorry technique. And I think they are being responsible here by canceling all of these events. Um, But obviously with how rapidly the cases are growing in the United States, I think postponing or canceling large gatherings right now is smart to try and help decrease the spread. But like I mentioned, I do think the media is, I don't know, blowing it out of proportion in a way I don't necessarily think um, we're at a high risk for obviously like um, passing away from a virus like this unless we have previous health complications or um, elderly or things like that. But I think it's more so to um, prevent like those overloads in the hospitals and just make sure we have enough, um, I guess, materials and things like that within the hospitals to treat all of these cases. And so um, I think they're just taking a better safe than sorry approach. So there's not much we can do about it. Right. Well, you know, the NBA, and we talked about this yesterday, NBA, it suspended their season. Um, Now the NHL has come out and they've suspended their season. Uh, Baseball has postponed opening weekend a couple of weeks, I believe is what it was. Um, Yeah, I believe so. The NFL has pretty much canceled any pre-draft visits. Some facilities are, or some teams, I should say, are closing their facilities completely, pulling their scouts and coaches off the road, bringing them back. So, that, you know, I understand everything that's going on. But, you know, everything that's being involved right now, and they're taking precaution, and while I agree with it, uh, some of it I think could have been better served by just suspending it for the time being and, you know, coming back to it in a couple of weeks or, you know, a month, you know, what, just for, just for instance, talk about the NCAA tournament real quick. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been better served if they would have just suspended the NCAA tournament until April 15th, like they did the, like the big 12 did when they said that they would, you know, cancel all tournament and all championship games until april the 15th and then they were going to revisit and i think that that was approach that probably the ncaa should have taken as well instead of just canceling the tournaments completely i understand that maybe they couldn't get the venues for those times and whatnot but there's i think there's ways around that and things that they can work through but yeah go ahead with your point yeah and that's why i was chiming in just because this is the one this is a i guess part of the entire process that process that irks me the most because I've even ranted to the this to you over the over the phone the past couple of days but um I that's the one thing that I do wish they did differently throughout this whole process obviously it's something very rare and unique that um has 
probably never happened before. So they're kind of taking it as it comes. But um, I might be being selfish here and wanting this and or taking the player's side, but I do wish they would have suspended the season indefinitely. They didn't have to put, I don't think, or believe a date, like you mentioned, I don't think it needs to be a certain date in April or things like that. I think um, if they just suspended the season indefinitely for many of these college athletic programs, it opens that door to come back at any time um, while they're gathering more information on how to move forward. Since like we mentioned, it's such a fluid situation and things are going to be changed on an as needed basis. So what if, for example, we are miraculously able to control this outbreak over the next month? I feel like they should attempt every chance possible or avenue possible to get these athletes back on the field at some point. Yeah, I would I would say that I think I agree with you there. I think they should have did an indefinite suspension and I say April 15th. That could have been a day that all of the athletic directors in the conferences got together or all of the conference commissioners or the, at least the Power 5 because it kind of seems like the smaller conferences just followed suit of, you know, the bigger conferences like the SEC and the Big 10 and the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I, I really think that they probably should have all came together, you know, and made a decision based on that. But we'll get more into that right after this. All right, welcome back inside the Locked on Longhorns podcast. Kimmy, we, in our last segment, really were touching on how we wish they would have taken a different approach. Right. Now, now the thing that I want to touch on now is kind of about more so about the athletes in general. Just because I think it's unfair in a way that how much these guys have trained or, or women have trained all their life for these moments. And, and let's just say they're a senior and they're this is how they're going out. You know, it's just difficult for me, like to look at that situation and to be completely fair, I'm going to read you something from John Burt. He posted on Instagram. And to me, this really broke my heart for him because well, I can't say I'm anything but disappointed at how my college career ended. I wasn't able to go out on my terms, but most of all, I'm heartbroken that I will never get to compete in the burnt orange and white ever again. My whole life has been working up to this moment and not being able to finish it the right way hurts like hell. I'm still forever grateful for the opportunity that I had to live my dream and compete with for the greatest university in the world, the University of Texas at Austin. It's been real. The eyes of Texas will always be upon you. Thank God I was born a Texas Longhorn. Uh, that's hard to hear. And, you know, that makes a great point because when we put ourselves in their shoes, I think I really feel most for the seniors who may have played their last games without realizing it, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously all of the basketball players. And like we've discussed, they were obviously very far into their season. Um, And that's still really hard to come to grips with because those seniors perhaps had several more games to play if they were to keep winning or the NCAA tournament. So, their last game is kind of what they have to go out on. And you, you, you just want to always be able to go out on your own terms if you're able to. So um, that has to be hard. That has to be a really hard pill to swallow. But I also feel for like the baseball and softball, um, they didn't even get to conference play yet. So uh, I can't even imagine what they're feeling right now. Right. Cause they, if you add in their total losses together, the baseball team and softball team had a combined six losses. They had a combined 38 wins between the two. 
you know, they were, it looked like they were really, you know, baseball was really starting to come together after a poor season last year. And, you know, they had an influx of young talent and you feel bad. And just to go back to the basketball, you know, you're talking about, you know, Joyner Holmes, uh, Sean Higgs, Suge Sutton, you know, the, the seniors that are, you know, done. They, they went out on a winning end in that they beat Oklahoma State in their final game on senior day. But, you know, at, at the same time, it's tough. And talk about a player like um, Miranda Ellish, right, senior, uh. All-American. Just pitched a perfect game, you know, and and for her to go out like that without even an opportunity. Yeah, that's and- that's a tough pill to swallow. But I'm hoping, and this is, I think you'll probably agree with me here. I'm hoping that the NCAA will look into, you know, once this has passed, once they get through this, the NCAA will look at giving them another year of eligibility, allowing right. them to go out on their terms. You know, if, let's just say that they go, you know what? I, I don't want to come back another year. You know, my time is done. I've, I've graduated. I have my degree. I'm, I'm good. You know, that's fine. But I hope that the ones who do want to compete for one more year, you know, especially the baseball players who are, might be looking to, for the MLB draft. And we don't know how this is going to affect the MLB draft that takes place in June. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here, but I'm, I'm hoping that the NCAA will come through and make it right for these athletes. Yeah, I'm hoping the same. I, they at least need to have that choice, um, whether to come back and um, finish their senior season or not. And that's really if they're unable to work something out, let's say in April, May, June, whenever that is. But um, yeah, I think that's, a hard pill for me to swallow also, not just for the seniors, but um, knowing that you're, I can't imagine a softball team, for example, will use them, how well they were doing. I mean, they were ranked number one in uh, the coaches poll or the softball America or whatever. And they had a legitimate chance to be national champions this season. I can't imagine what they're feeling, I guess. Um, they really didn't even start conference play yet either. So, uh, I, I guess it would be easier for me to swallow, um, if it was later in the season and obviously Mm -hmm. uh, we're, uh, let's just say we fell to the end of the big 12 or something like that. Um, we were one of the last few teams. I think it'd be easier pull to swallow because you, you kind of knew your season was ending soon, but I feel like theirs was just beginning and it was on such a high note and they had a legitimate chance and probably were the favorites to be national champions. So, um, I think the seniors should be able to uh, return next season if uh, this really does remain canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, circle back to the baseball team. They were, if you looked at the USA Today coaches, Paul, they were 22nd in the nation. So it both teams were doing well. And that's tough to swallow, like you said. And, you know, I feel bad for a guy like Zach Zubia, you know, in his senior year. You know, what's that going to mean for him? He still could be drafted and, off to the majors he goes, so no harm, no foul. But at the same time, there might be some other guys who aren't as talented and aren't going to be drafted but still want to go out on a high note, you know, go out on their terms. And that's where I feel most for the athletes that are going through this right now. Yeah, and actually Austin Todd, now that I think about it, tweeted earlier today as well, just um, 
it was short and sweet just saying how sad he was about the news and things like that and uh, I think if anything were to be blown out of proportion of any of the sports like we mentioned um, it was the baseball and softball to me just because um, for example why can't we play those games with no fans in the stands I mean um, baseball and softball to me I mean this probably isn't I'm not obviously that um, into the whole health guidelines and inspections and things like that. But I mean, they're nowhere near each other really when they're playing. I mean, they, they typically either have a glove on or um, batting gloves or something along those lines. And I don't know. I just thought they were so early on in their season that there was a way for them to work out the end of the season. Um, they might've had to play quite a few games <laughs> close together, but I mean, I'm sure the players would have been up for that. I, I think the, positive presumptive tests by Rudy Gobert and Donovan uh, Mitchell in the NBA changed the course of that. I completely agree. Right after that, it was just the domino effect. Exactly. Because the NBA made their announcement and then it just proceeded to continue and continue and continue. And so now I think that, once those tests happened, I think that's where they decided to take playing in empty arenas off the table. Yeah, and especially um, not only looking at a player perspective, didn't a ref get it or test positive for it and things like that? So I think in that sense, they were like, okay, there's no way to prevent these players or coaches or umpires or refs or whoever it may be from getting it. Um, Why? I think I think that there's another thing that we're not talking about here that is another reason why, and that was the fact that now the Baylor baseball team is in self-quarantine. Uh, yeah. Because of a TSA agent that yeah, tested it. positive for it, who was, I guess, handled I, – I don't know the story. I, I, I briefly saw it. But, I mean, that, there's another thing right there. Well, now it's, you know – uh, Baylor could have it, and if these two teams met, it's just going to continually spread. So I think that's why a big part of it, right there, of why right. they decided to. I mean, I think that came out after the fact, but still, I mean, that's that's a reason right there why it was a good decision. Not that I 100% agree with every decision that's been made as far as the cancellation or suspension or what have you. Mm-hmm. That's a reason right there why it was a positive yeah i agree and it's also um kind of scary in a sense because tsa agents are wearing gloves and um going through all these uh precautionary measures you hope and so i'm very curious like how three people on the team got it from one specific tsa agent so i mean that's just scary how easily and how rapid this virus is spreading at the moment yes yeah i would agree with you 100 percent on that but we're gonna we're gonna switch gears and when we come back we're gonna get into some football talk. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Longhorns podcast, uh, Cami. So yesterday, last night, I posted on the lock the uh, Longhorns Wire website the message from Athletic Director Chris Del Conte, and he said, "With the Big 12's recent directive suspending athletics activities until Sunday, March 29th, all regular season Longhorn athletics competition or athletic competitions will be canceled until that date. Uh, beginning with our baseball series on Friday, on Friday, 
In addition, in-season UT sports with current regular season competition like baseball, golf, rowing, softball, and tennis. This will also include Texas relays and spring soccer matches and postponed decision on the start of spring football practice until after March 29th date. That was followed by an announcement from the NCAA that all winter and spring sport championships have been canceled, which include those upcoming in track and field, basketball, swimming, and diving. This is a very fluid situation and one that presents great challenges. The health, safety, and well-being of everyone involved is the number one priority, and we will be having many discussions in the coming hours, days, and weeks to determine what the next steps are. We appreciate everyone's support and patience in this, and will continue to provide updates as decisions are made. Ooh, yeah, I really like how thorough he was at the end there, just uh, reminding people that it's a fluid situation and that they are going to be meeting about this constantly. So things can change, um, hopefully for the better, but obviously for the worse as well. But um, I actually agree with most of that in terms from a football aspect. I don't mind seeing them just push spring practices back to sometime in April, for example. I think they should, if possible, try and keep things as close to the normal schedule as long as it's safe to do so. Um, but like I mentioned, we just don't know how this outbreak is going to either, uh, whether it's going to decrease, increase, we just don't know how to handle it at the time. So I really liked how at the end he said there that they're going to be meeting about this constantly. But, um, in terms of football practices and things like that, I would just try and keep it as normal, um, or as close to schedule as possible. Yeah, I think I can agree with that to a point. I think they should push it back. And I wouldn't be opposed to pushing it back to June. And the reason why I say that is because then that gives you an opportunity. And this is strictly from a, and my point of view comes not from the health side, because the pushing it back is what's right to do for the health reasons, right? Right. I would say push it back to June for competitive reasons. Push it back to June, where then in June you would have your entire team, all your signees, and you could start practice then. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you here. I mean, it'd be nice to have everyone there. And I think from a football um, and talent aspect, we're being a little selfish there. But um, what are you going to be having them do in the meantime? From, for example, uh, April to June, just strength well, and conditioning, things like that or what? I mean, if that if that was even possible. Yes. But, I mean, because we don't really even know what baseball players are going to be doing in, through the the rest of the semester are they just going to class and that's it i'm not sure because i did read in um one of the reports that they were actually able to still do the strength and conditioning um i guess workouts and things like that I don't, i'm not sure whether like what that entails in terms of how large of groups that is things like that but i'm sure most teams are still going to be doing that um on their own or with their teammates whether it's an organized activity with the team or not but I just think from April to June, that's such a long break and I guess a crucial development time for football players. And so I just think it would help them talent-wise if they um, tried to keep, like I mentioned, the schedule as normal as possible, as close to April as possible, um, obviously, as long as it's safe to do so. Right. I think it's still going to happen in, you know, as April is like we were talking about. I was just saying from a another point of view, I could see him pushing it into June just mm-hmm. to make sure. Um, yeah. obviously that everything is good and, um, 
you know, that everybody thinks safe, safety-wise, yes, and the fact that it would give them uh, in an awesome opportunity to have the whole team competing together, working together at the same time. Obviously, it's probably not going to come to that. Just an idea I wanted to throw out there. I think, you know, with being able to push this back, obviously, because they've extended spring break to March 30th. Right. And I, and I believe, I know LSU is actually um, doing online classes for the rest of the semester. I'm wondering if UT is eventually going to fall towards that route or not. But now that we're on the topic and thinking about what are the athletes and coaches going to be doing while um, they're unable to play or practice at the moment, like what would you do? What would you do right now? Yeah. Like what, what, like I just, this is so crazy to me. Like what, what are the players going to do? They don't really have a season. Are are they allowed to do any type of practices? Like how do you keep them in shape and up to par to be prepared in case the season were to return? I don't know. Cause I'm going to be playing Xbox and PlayStation. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> and some Netflix. Yeah, I was just telling my brother earlier how um, it would have been nice to be in college at this point. You would get the extra spring break and online classes and things like that. But at the same time, you don't get any of the athletic um, games to attend. Um, Pretty much no sports to watch on TV. So um, after a point, I mean, the players and the coaches are going to kind of get bored. Yeah, I think they're going to have to get creative with it, honestly. but, you know, that's that's a tough situation, and I'm sure we're going to dive into it more. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. And I'll tell you, smart device to play the latest episode, Locked On NFL Draft. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Hook them. Your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns.